Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ, emanating live from the Planet Kia Studios, the best place on the planet to buy a car. Visit them at East Independence Boulevard or online at planetkianc.com. It's good to be back, Queen City, here on a Wild Take Wednesday. Hit us up on the FanDuel text line, 704-570-9610. Same number for the phone lines on Twitter at Kyle Bailey Club. It's at Kyle Bailey C-L-U-B. Uh, we got Coach Matt Darty back in studio here in about 30. Uh, let's go with some math here. 40 minutes. We got Coach Matt Darty in studio. Uh, we'll talk some college hoops with him. We'll get his thoughts on the passing of Lefty Drizel, uh, news that came down a couple of days ago. A lot of good stuff to get to with Coach. And uh, we have Steve Wiseman, covers the ACC and Duke with the News and Observer coming up in about an hour and 20 minutes. We'll talk about Duke tonight, as a matter of fact. Back in action, uh, it's Duke and uh, Miami tonight. From South Beach, Duke and the U in South Beach tonight. Tip-off is uh, 7 o'clock ESPN, and it's a game that Duke should win. I think they will win, but I guess Miami's still kind of desperate. I don't. I, I think we're beyond the point of desperation with Miami. They're 6-9 and nine in conference. They've had a wildly disappointing year. Um, I, I, they've lost four straight games to uh, Virginia, Carolina, Clemson, and B.C., like, I, I think Miami's packed it in for the season smoke, and I, I would expect Duke to go down there tonight and get a win. Yeah, they should, but I also know that Miami, you know, they're talented enough to where they could beat Duke if they actually care. So that's one of those situations where you can't just fully just ignore them and think, oh, we're definitely going to get a win tonight. Because there have been occasions where Duke has gone down to Miami or Coral Gables, to be exact, and laid an egg. So hopefully that doesn't happen tonight. But given how Duke's played recently, um, I feel pretty confident heading into tonight's game. Ooh, I like that. I like you should you should feel confident about tonight's game. So we'll talk about Duke. We'll talk about uh, Carolina with coach again. Lefty Drizel. We'll talk to Steve Wiseman coming up at four twenty. Um, I did look down and see a text to start the show that says, "Hey KB, check out ESPN.com's main page, the beautiful Charlotte skyline." And you know that did catch my eye before Smoke even sent it to me earlier today. It did catch my eye over at ESPN.com. Now, it's a slow week in sports. A lot of the national guys are taking the week off. Not us. We grind. Uh, but there, there's, a, uh, there's a piece on the front page today about which cities could land Major League Baseball's next expansion teams. And I'm going to get to Brian Burns here in just a second. But since you mentioned it, the Charlotte skyline is on the front page of ESPN.com right now. And Jeff Passan has an article out about, as I mentioned, which teams could land expansion teams in Major League Baseball. Now, Smoke reported yesterday, or passed along reporting, I should say, that Salt Lake City and Nashville appear to be in the lead, quote-unquote, right now, whatever that means. And I, I don't think that it's wrong, necessarily, but we've seen wilder things happen in these bids for expansion teams to, you know, to believe that at this stage, anybody is necessarily all the way out of it. Now, I will say, I think Charlotte has a massive uphill climb when it comes to landing an expansion team, not because the city's not ready, but because there have been real on-the-ground, boots-on-the-ground, grassroots efforts in the Music City for some time now to get baseball to Nashville, Tennessee. They're organized out there. Uh, they got Justin Timberlake backing them. They, they've got a group you know, put together with some folks that have uh, done this before. Here in Charlotte, you, you could argue that the demographics, the financial situation, that uh, Charlotte is the you know best-profile city to land a major league baseball team. But there doesn't seem to be anybody actually actively trying to do this, except for maybe Tom Dundon, owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, who made it clear on this show a couple of months ago that, yeah, I mean, he'd put it in Charlotte if he has to, but you know, he's got loyalties to Raleigh, so I think we all know he's going to try to do it there first. And if you read the article uh, over at ESPN.com, uh, it, basically every city is broken down into, or every city, it lists the population, 
city population, metro population, TV market rank, um, and then it lists most likely nickname, most likely stadium location, the case for the city and what could stop them from getting it. And I, I got to be honest with you, Charlotte's kind of annoyed me, Smoke, because when it says the most likely nickname, the Charlotte MLB project lists the Charlotte Aviators as a possibility. I went looking for the Charlotte Aviators and their website or the Charlotte MLB project. They haven't posted on social media in months. I, I don't even know how seriously one should take that to, to begin with, because unless you have the capital to bring a team here anyway, you're just a fan club trying to convince people that baseball would be neat here. So I went looking for this and the Charlotte MLB project. I haven't seen them active at least, you know, the, the social media channels in a while on social media. And they've done this, you know, clearly off season. We need content type of exercise here. And with Charlotte, it, it's kind of like they, it's kind of like they barely tried, right? You're referencing the Charlotte MLB project. Well, I mean, we, we do sports radio here every single day. Um, we, we've talked about this specifically, Lord knows how many times over the years. <laughs> Has anybody from the Charlotte MLB Project Smoke reached out to the station, to the show? Have we heard of them before? I, I've never even heard of these people. And so because they did like a mock-up jersey for the Charlotte Aviators, um, I, I guess that's what Jeff Passan's going with here. But I, I know nothing of these people, and I've never seen them do anything here in the city any, any grassroots efforts or events or any connection to the moneyed individuals that it would require to, you know, make this a reality. You go to the website, there's nothing. I mean, it, it's like a mock-up jersey, and that's it. Have you heard of these folks before? No. I, like, say what you will about the Raleigh talks, but at least there is an actual movement to bring MLB to Raleigh, and they're pretty active on social media. Like, I, I you know, I, I know of them. And so it's like, okay, well, if they're annoying, it's one thing. But, hey, at least they're there and they're active. We haven't had really anyone active. And we've been together. So yeah. you've been here since 2017. Right. I officially joined the show with you in 2018. So we've been together on this show, on these airwaves, for nearly six years now, since April of 2018. I don't think we've ever heard any of those. No, I, you and I have been doing this, to, as you said, together. I've, I've been at it for seven years at FNZ. You, you and I have been together for six I've never heard of these people. So I'm reading the thing that you sent me. And it's interesting. A texter says, KB, Charlotte's front and center on ESPN.com. And I'm like, yeah, they are. But I don't think it was anything worth reading, if I'm being real with you. It's like, hey, the Charlotte metro area is bigger than that of some existing Major League Baseball teams, including Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and Cleveland. Others, by the way, too. Um, has already proven it can support multiple professional teams, NFL, NBA, MLS. And, you know, it's not that far from Raleigh, by the way. And, oh, by the way, the AAA team does really, really well, the Charlotte Knights. And then, you know, when it says, what could stop it from landing a team? Well, passing goes with location under the assumption that Nashville is the better option in the Southeast. And I can't really argue with him, but I would say that what could stop it from landing a team, Charlotte, that is, is that there appears to be, you know, more interest in taking it to Raleigh with the Hurricanes owner than anybody, you know, here in Charlotte getting their act together to do this. But I, it's interesting. I just don't think they tried very hard to put together a very real profile for Charlotte. 704-570-9610. Uh, Big T from NC says, aren't the Knights for sale? If they were to move, that would be a clear opening for Major League Baseball. Also, Aviators sucks. Monarchs all the way. Listen, you know I'm a big Monarchs guy. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But that's not even the point. I get a lot of Aviators hate on the text line to start the show already. Folks hating on it tremendously. Um, but as far as the Knights, I don't think the Knights are moving. No, it's just are up for sale. They're just up for sale. I mean, I, I think the two, well, you have a majority owner and a minority owner over there. 
And I, I think they're just ready to sell. They've been at this for a while. Oh, and it's funny because the whole situation in Gastonia is happening, too, with the hunting hunters. Oh, that's a disaster. <laughs> that That's different, though. No, it's, it's not. No, you, you, no, should, it's, you shouldn't have likened those two things because that, that's, that's not fair to the Knights. No, I mean, it is not. The hunting hunters weren't even paying their bills. The Knights are very well run, and they do very, very cool events. Like, uh, what was the what was the, the hockey game? What they call it? Uh, the Outdoor Classic. Oh, yeah, yeah, for uh, the checkers. Yeah, another I mean, the, well -run the, the, the Knights do good things and are well run. Um, the the Honey Hunters couldn't even pay the light bill, so it's a very different situation. Gas house, baby. Oh man, I, I, dude, look at the text line. People hate the name Aviators, by the way. They hate. I know first in flight, the Wright brothers, you know, Charlotte Douglas is down. I, I get it. I also hate Aviators as as a potential. I hate it. I think They're it's like, terrible. Let's go Aviators. <laughs> It doesn't really have a ring, but let's go, Monarchs. Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, at least the, I, I've argued with people on the text. They're like, oh, KB, you're the last guy that I thought would want to name a team after a butterfly. I'm like, it's not. It's not, Never mind. Just, like, Google Monarch and the definition. That you'll get it. You'll you get Google it. what Charlotte's named after. Right, right, right. <laughs> even if you think it's too on the Even if you don't like it, if you think it's too on the nose, that's fine. But at least, it, no, I just. I the, mean, the aviators? At ugh. least go flight because that was supposed to be the basketball team's favorite name when they replaced the Bobcats before Bob Johnson came up with the idea. Huh. I can name a team after my own self. <sighs> now, Wolfpack James, ever the contrarian, says, honestly, I don't hate the aviators. I prefer Monarchs, but I looked up their Facebook page, and the jerseys and the logos aren't bad. No, it's very plain. It's very simple, no doubt about it. I don't think it's the worst thing I've ever seen, but in terms of naming a sports team, like Smoke said, can you imagine being in the stands in a playoff game? Let's go, Aviators. It's just very strange. It's very clunky. Too many syllables. <laughs> the less, the better. Yeah, Thick Doink says, uh, why not the bank statements? All right, now, again, two on the nose, two on the nose. Joey from Huntersville, come on, dude, that's dark. I, I'm not even going to read that one. Uh, David, not a Duke fan. Aviators will never fly. I get it. I see where you're going with that. Somebody really wants Charlotte Copperheads. I think it's Mike from Mooresville. Mike, no, Mike City of Misery. Well, that would give us a perfect excuse to have Copperhead Road. I was going to say, if you could blast Copperhead Road, like if that became the theme song of the baseball team, I wouldn't be mad about that. <laughs> yeah, just Steve Earl blaring between every inning. Hell right? yeah. You got you to play it between every inning before every at bat. Just Steve Earl, black, Copperhead Road blaring on the speakers inside the stadium. 704 uh, Somebody said Blue Sox. Uh, let's see. Somebody else said the Queen City Monarchs would be tough. I, I, I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking Charlotte. Queen City Monarchs, though, you know, we can think about it. We can think about it. Anyway, 704-570-9610. We got off on this start because there is an article. There is an article up right now about expansion in Major League Baseball. And I think that, quite frankly, they just mailed it in on Charlotte. <laughs> they referenced the Charlotte MLB project who nobody here has ever heard of. They haven't been active in months. And it's like some assistant at ESPN was like, yeah, just, oh, just Google something. Oh, MLB project. All right. That's good enough. Just put it down. Just gotta, fine. Got to use the Charlotte skyline as the cover photo so we can get uh, some attention to some fans here. And just, you know, it's a very beautiful skyline. So we have to use it. So we have to mention Charlotte, right? Yeah. Well, just mention Charlotte, Jeff. Okay. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, that's true. That's true. English Paul, English Paul's pushing back on monarchs though. He says, reject a country's royal patronage, and more importantly, <laughs> it's food. And I'm afraid you can't misappropriate its monarchy whenever it suits. <laughs> well, guess what? We're 2-0 against you, English Paul, so take that. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, we like freedom and liberty around here, all right? Not tyranny. So, Paul, just uh, get with the program. 704-570-9610. Uh, DJ wants the Charlotte Dinos. 
so that you could build the fan base immediately across the world in South Korea, which ah. I I don't I don't hate that one bit. I don't hate. I love the the two or three times a year that we solicit names for a potential baseball team on the text line. It's what it's one of my favorite exercises each and every year uh, as we wish upon a star for some rich guy to finally get this done and bring a baseball team here because it would absolutely thrive. David it would. <laughs> hey, you get that one. I was, you know what? I'm not going to make any jokes. I'm not going to make any temper jokes today. You know what? Yes, I am. You could get that one right. Uh, baseball would be something you could absolutely get right, Tep. Bring bring us some baseball. I promise it'll do you well. Uh, Carolina Reapers coming in. Uh, 828 number says Monarchs versus Royals. How about the transplants? And then 704 number says, KB, you talk about the Brian Burns tweet yet. We will do that when we come back. Brian Burns sending out like a not-so-cryptic tweet and Instagram post. What does it all mean? We'll talk about it next. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join the Mac and Bone Show on Thursday morning. Plenty of hoops to recap. Duke, Miami, Charlotte, Memphis, all on the table. Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. So the front page of ESPN.com has a story up about Major League Baseball's next expansion teams. And if you look closely, which you don't have to look very hard, the uh, cover photo at ESPN.com is the view basically from the press box at Truist Stadium, Truist Field in Uptown Charlotte where the Knights play. Uh, but if you go a little further and look at the caption where they did for the, they did for Charlotte as an expansion market, uh, it's pretty terrible, uh, pretty lazy if you ask me. And we just discovered... <laughs> Listen, I'm not trying to, to pile on anybody because anybody who's trying to bring baseball to Charlotte, in my mind, is a great person. Uh, but if you read the article, and there are captions for each city, sections for each city, Charlotte is the second one down. And it lists the population, the TV market rank, and then it starts getting into things like the most likely nickname and the case for Charlotte. And some of this comes directly from a site, MLBCLT.com, that I don't think has been active for at least months last I checked. And smoke between the start of the show and me refreshing it and going to a different browser. It looks like they took the website down. It was up as recently as an hour ago. And now if you go to MLBCLT.com, all it says is coming soon. That's all, that's all, that's all it says. It, it, somebody else verify this for me. Other people with different browsers and different IP addresses, go verify this for me. If you go to MLBCLT.com, is it showing you coming soon right now? Because I think it is. And to be clear, if they're listening right now, good on you for trying to get baseball here. I'm not upset with you. I don't love aviators as a name. In fact, I hate it. But otherwise, I love you for trying to do this. I just, you know, if, major, if ESPN is going to do some off-season content, like, hey, let's look at expansion cities. Because I do think it's happening. I think it's a legit thing to talk about. And then you go to Charlotte, a more than viable market for all the demographic and financial reasons. And you're just pulling from like a, a grassroots fan site that hasn't been active in a while, seems rather lazy to me, right? It seems rather lazy. Are, are you trying it, Smoke? Is it working for you? Uh, what is the website again? MLB to Charlotte? It, no, no, MLBCLT. It's just MLBCLT.com. If you go there, I think it just says coming soon. 
Whereas to start the, like right before the show, and I think even as we were discussing it, you know, there were people looking at it saying, oh, the Aviators jerseys, you know, not that bad. Like this probably happened within the last 15 to 20 minutes. Well, it's funny. It says home to the Charlotte Aviators coming soon. And I love that the logo is essentially just a, uh, is ex- almost exactly like the old '80s California Angels logo on the caps, except they just don't have the A uh, or the sidebar A in the. Um, Listen, I, I, I want to do this. I want to volunteer my services right now, right here and now. If you're out, because I, I can't. Listen, is that a? You think it's a coincidence that we start talking about it and all of a sudden the site goes down? No, I don't think so either. I don't feel like I wield a great deal of power in this world, but I think we might have done that. So I, I want to be clear. I want to lend my assistance to this movement. If for no other reason than to give it the old college try. You know, I, I got Tom Dundon's ear a little bit, so we, we can we can try to make a run at this thing. If you're out there and you're part of MLB to Charlotte, I am offering my services to you. Let's at least get loud about this thing and see if we can, you know, make a run at beating out Music City. Who's with me? 704-570-9610. <laughs> Somebody said the 704 number said, way to go, KB. Made them shut down their website because of piss poor effort. Come on, be nice. Be, did you dump me just now? Yes, because you can't use that word in that uh, way. Come on, bro. I, I'm just going by FCC rules. You can't Come use, on, bro. You can't use the P word in terms of the act of doing that, of doing a number one. Okay. I, I, hey, it's not my fault. I, if it were my way, I would have not dumped you there. But since I know the rules, I think you've had to be dumped before when talking about your story of calling a game while doing a number one in in the press box in the freezing cold. I think you used that phrase as well. So Okay. All right. Well, I hate you for doing that, but at least you're consistent. The, the people on the stream got it. Scott, the XFL honk, said the website's switching over to UFL to CLT. <laughs> Scott, I missed you. One of the messed up things about this job is that I find myself awake in the middle of the night thinking about random sports topics and where my listeners are. I'm not kidding about that. I worry about NASCAR George sometimes. Oh, it's been a while. We, we got we to gotta find NASCAR I, George. I was worried about Scott the XFL honk the other night. Scott, I'm glad to see you're okay. I hadn't by, heard from you in a while. By the way, I looked it up. The last time NASCAR George called into our show, at least, October of 2022. What? Yeah. Has anybody seen NASCAR George? If you have, just let us know that he's okay. All right? We, we need to know that NASCAR George is all right. We've never gone. I'm afraid we've upset him and so, or that we're not talking enough NASCAR. I'm not sure. But I, I, I need to know that NASCAR George is okay. Please. 704-570-9610. Let's put a sports radio APB out for the great and legendary NASCAR George. We got to find him. But I'm serious about this. Before we get on to football and, and Brian Burns, um, if, if the folks at MLBCLT.com would like my help, I will offer my services. Let's, let's at least get loud about this and present a real challenge to Nashville. Let's see if we can some find some local billionaires that'll help us make a run at this thing. I, I got a few numbers. 704-570-9610. Uh, Delvis the Rock says, WFNZ personalities are more powerful than you think, KB. Power play. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. All right. Um, let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk about Brian Burns. We have seen now a, what, an Instagram post. Was this last night or this morning, the Instagram post? Last I don't, I don't, night, I believe, was when the Instagram post came out, and I found it, and I sent it to you. You did send it to me. That's right. You sent it to me. I, I, you send me so many things, I forgot what you sent me. Uh, fair. No, it's fine. I like it. Uh, um, yeah, it was uh, to the song Finesse by Bossman D'Lo. Obviously, who's in part of your regular rotation. Yes. Oh, obviously. Okay, yeah. just, just checking. I'm familiar with his game, yo. Stop that right now. Oh, you stopped that right now. There's, there's a particular lyric in there, though, that's important. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to pull up real quick. There's a lyric and I'm not, I probably can't read most of them. If I'm being honest. 
Um, but <laughs> there's a, there is, uh, I think it's like the second line of the song. It says, I'm about my check. You better come correct. Like that's the second line or second or third line of the song. I'm about, and I'm about my check. You better come correct. Which, you know, led some people to believe that, you know, he's like a shot across the bow at the Panthers. Uh, you better come correct. I'm about my check, man. Well, then what was this smoke about two hours ago? I guess he sends out the uh, process blue and black hearts tweet. It's a couple of hours ago. Yeah. And it said, keep pounding is all it said. Mm-hmm. Right. So I hate this. I, I hate having trying to decipher cryptic athlete tweets about Sub contracts. Season. What are we doing? Um, two hearts, black and blue. Keep pounding dot, dot, dot. What, what does that mean from Brian Burns? Also want to uh, also point out too. Uh, he did retweet his brother, Stanley McClover Jr., hype man Lucci on Twitter. Uh, he responded to someone, uh, don't believe everything you hear. Brother, that's all I can say in respect to business. Well, that means nothing. That means absolutely nothing. Don't 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 believe everything you hear. Yeah, of course not. That, that doesn't tell us anything. What's happening here? I've talked to people. I get conflicting versions of this story. But I mean, I, I know people inside the building that are well-connected. I'm getting conflicting versions of this story myself, just in terms of, you know, what they're looking at, um, how far away they are. I mean, Joe Person reported in an, in an article about this that the Panthers were willing to go as high as five years, $27 million a year, and that average annual value would have made Burns the, the league's third highest paid edge rusher alongside Joey Bosa and only behind Nick Bosa and T.J. Watt. I'm a little bit, and that wasn't good enough, apparently. So he's coming off 2022 at 12 and a half sacks. He was looking to become one of the highest paid edge rushers. They tried to make him the third highest paid edge rusher in the NFL based on those numbers that season. And he said, no, they they turned it down. So this is one of the most confounding yet fascinating situations, contract disputes, I guess that I've ever covered or, or been a part of even in that way. Like the Panthers turned down an epic haul from the LA Rams, two first round picks and a second rounder. It became public. It strengthened Brian Burns position as Joe person writes, because they knew they turned that the Panthers had turned down this massive deal for him. And so then when the Panthers don't budge off of their numbers, the contract talks end. Burns plays this season on his fifth year option didn't have a great year. So now what? Is is he still is 5 years 27 million dollars still not satisfactory to Brian Burns and his camp? Cuz I'm I'm not here to tell somebody else what they're worth, all right? We all have to go through life negotiating our own salaries, our own contracts. I mean, I have done it before, I'll do it again. Different stratosphere, some of these guys making 30 million dollars a year obviously, but you know, you've got to advocate for yourself. You get but so many opportunities as an athlete, as an entertainer, as a public figure, you know, just the nature of the business. You get but so many opportunities to negotiate these deals. You want to get as much as possible. You want to do as well for yourself as possible because you work hard. I get it. And I don't think anybody should accept less than what they're worth. But do we think that Brian Burns today, is Brian Burns today worth more, worth better than the five years, $27 million deal they offered him reportedly last offseason? Because I, I'd, I'd still, if I was the Panthers, I'd still do a deal at those numbers for Brian Burns today personally. Are they still willing to? Did their number come down? Or is Brian Burns still saying, no, I'm 30 million, I'm, I'm a 30 mil a year guy? 
Well, this sounds like it was a leak from the Carolina Panthers. So they'll have you believe that they have not come down. I also think they might have come down, but maybe, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I feel like, unfortunately, we're in a situation right now where both sides are going to be telling us two different sides to the story, where usually in these situations, it's usually somewhere in the middle. But unfortunately, Kyle, to the best of our wishes heading into this offseason, it feels like it's all but a guarantee now that he's going to get the franchise tag, and this is going to be going on well into the summer and our wishes of them getting a deal done at the very least so we can have or so the Carolina Panthers can have more cap flexibility this offseason is not going to happen okay okay now you when you say this this is from the Panthers why do you say that because it says league source I feel like yeah with it being league source it likely comes from because the Panthers that, that, well, that could mean anything by well, the true way. I, just, league source could that that no that's that's the new you know nomenclature with all reporting Okay. So it's to give everybody complete cut. League source. League source can be player, coach, trainer, Agent. general manager. If you're attached to the league, you're a league source. So, I mean, I understand. Somebody at QC Sam just said, KB, that person article was BS. No way this team is leaking that to make us believe that he turned down top three edge money. Nobody reported more than 24 mil a year and was offered until person did today. It's BS. Well, hold on. You, you realize there's an inherent contradiction in what you're saying there, though, Sam. Just a little bit, right? First of all, I... Just I know Joe Person. Joe Person is a no-nonsense, no-BS type of guy. Okay, Joe Person reports information as he sees it to be real and authentic and accurate. All right? So to say that Joe Person's reporting is BS, I'm never going to jump on board with that. I know Joe personally. I know you don't. That's fine. But Joe's not that kind of guy. Not, not in my experience at all. Joe's been a very, very consistent, steady reporter on this beat for some time. So when you say, well, but nobody reported more than 20. So you don't trust Joe's reporting, but you report you, you trust that reporting. You see what I'm saying? So at, at the same time, it was kind of known that Brian Burns was looking for the $30 million a year range at one point. That, that's also been reported, that he was looking for you know $30 million a year average annual value type of money. I, I'm just looking at five years, $27 million, thinking, yeah, I'd still – can you just get that deal done? Like, get that deal. Get that deal done, and I'm okay with this. I think everybody should be okay with that. At five years, 27 mil. I know you could, you could probably haggle a bit over guaranteed money. What's that come out to, though? 135 mil over five years? Is that right? Yeah, in that range, yeah. Yeah, so... Off the top without even doing math. So then can you get that deal done? Or, I mean, some people are just, hey, trade him. Get him out of here. It's time to go. We, we need wide receivers and offensive linemen here in this city. Right? You went 2-15 and 15 with him. You can go 2-15 and 15 without him. Trade Brian Burns. Get offensive pieces. Is that where you are? Or no? No. Okay. I, I was leaning towards trading him, but I'm also still willing and hoping that they can get a deal done because they have no depth at that position whatsoever. None. Zilch. Nada. And, I mean, if you're going to get him, you're not going to get what you got. We're, we're going to get if you agree to the trade in 2022. I just, I, again, some of this is hearsay. You referenced the... Uh... You know, you, you referenced the, what was it? The, who's the brother? Stanley Clover. Yeah, you re, you referenced his tweet where it said, don't believe everything you, well, that's probably, you know, alluding to some of this, some of the reports of numbers that we're seeing out here right now. So do they get a deal done, which I think is in the best interest of everybody. He gets his long-term security. They're able to structure a contract that allows them more flexibility to build around him. Because if you go the franchise tag route, as we just said yesterday, and others have talked about too, that's a fully guaranteed deal. It counts all against the cap. 
that lessens your flexibility to do other things. And there's also, you know, you start really getting up into the, you know, 28, 29, 30, 31 million dollars a year range. That's going to cost you another player. I mean, that, that, as we talked about earlier with Colin Hogger, that's another player on this roster. And this roster desperately needs talent. So un unless you're going to be vying for defensive player of the year and you're going to be a singularly dominant player at that position, you're talking about taking away resources that this team desperately needs to sign more help for the defensive side. They need another edge rusher. They need another corner. They need another linebacker. And Burns is not coming off a massive year. So, I mean, it's it's this is not a good – this has been foobarred multiple times, man. This Brian Burns deal should have been done a couple of years ago. They should never be in this. They should have never gotten themselves into this position. But alas – that's where they are. Let's go to smoke on the headlines. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Who is smoke? Where is smoke? <laughs> Where there's smoke, there's fire. Let's go. What you got over there? Big, massive news here, Kyle. Florida is moving conferences. They are going to the Big 12 for women's lacrosse. What? Yes. You had me in the first half, then you lost me entirely. What? Florida, University of Florida is going is going to the Big 12, the Big for, 12 lacrosse, for, for women's lacrosse. Why? I, I have no idea. I think Matt, Coach Doherty's got something. Turn his mic on. You, you got some insight on this? What's going on? Uh, I, I just guess that maybe they don't have lacrosse in the SEC. I know? mean, at one point they didn't have soccer or wrestling. So, I mean, that's not – you might be right about that. I don't know. You, you think know, that's what it is? They have club sports. Uh, and look for lacrosse in the SEC. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what the Big 12 has to offer lacrosse-wise. Big 10 has lacrosse and good lacrosse. Um, Ohio State, Marquette, uh, Michigan all have good lacrosse teams. But uh, oh. I, don't, I, I think that's that sport in the SEC, you get lacrosse going and it's, you know, they'll, they'll be powers because they have the facilities, they have the weather. And they have the athletes. There you go. Coach Matt Doherty with a gem of an insight. No, I mean that, by the way. What you got over there? What else? All right. Well, even though Tiger Woods had to bow out of the Genesis last week, if you're a fan of Tiger, there could be some good news. As Charlie Woods will compete in a pre-qualifier event as he bids to secure a place in the PGA Tours Cognizant Classic next week in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Charlie Kyle is getting near that age. He's 15 years old. We're about ready to start seeing the next era of Woods. Yeah, I just I get really nervous for the sons of famous athletes like that. Yeah. They just he can't live up to Tiger. What's the, what's the expert? It's impossible to live up to his dad. Turn his mic on, Smoke. Turn coach's mic on. Yeah, Smoke, Smoke. smoke Listen, smoke, dude, smoke. I'm in the studio, Smoke. <laughs> All right. Hey, Lincolnton lawyer, turn my mic on. Jeez. All right. So your thoughts on Charlie Woods? What you well, got? Well, here's the. I, I remember I was in school with Jackie. Nicholas, Jack Nicholas Jr. And I remember being in line in him and registration uh, my freshman year. I'm like, oh, you know, checking in, you hear the name Jack Nicholas Jr. I'm like, oh, I, I know that name. 
And the pressures, immense. I mean, Michael Jordan's kids, Marcus and, um, you know, James. Is it James? But, um, you know, it is so hard. Like, let's think of somebody whose dad was a superstar that became a better player than their dad. Maybe Peyton Ken, Manning. Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. Barry, Barry Bonds. Yep. There you go. There have been a couple. A couple. But it's awfully hard because the pressure and the expectations and, um, yeah, it, it, it is it is very difficult. I don't know if anybody's done it really in golf. Yeah. Somebody hit the text line. Which which sons have outdone their fathers in sports? 704-570-9610. I would love to know what else other people can come up with. What else you got over there, Smoke? Richard, by the way. Richard Petty. Um, and also, I like that. Amazon Prime Video will pay a record $120 million to stream its first NFL playoff game after the 2024 season per front office sports. Of course, last year they passed on the wild card playoff that went to Peacock. Uh, they learned their lesson. So, Coach, we missed one. Steph Curry. <laughs> Who? Listen, we're just doing this off the cuff. Somebody said, um, Steph Curry. Yeah. We're going off the cuff right, here. Cut us some slack, right. man. Yeah, yeah, cut us some slack. We came up with a couple. Damn. We came up with a couple. Like, I, I would say the odds are not very good. Ooh, Patrick Mahomes is a great one. That's a great one. Like, his dad was a good pitcher back in his day. But Patrick, yeah, I like that one a lot. Okay. I like that one a lot. See, people are saying Christian McCaffrey, but uh, last I checked, Pop still has three Super Bowl rings. Yeah, yeah but is he a better player? Right. Is he a better player? I mean, his son was Offensive Player of the Year in the NFL. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Who, what team was he with prior? I'll look it up during the break. Coach Matt Doherty coming back next. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join Wes and Walker on Thursday. Your favorite reality shows in fire or fizzle on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Text on the FanDuel text line. We also have a guest courtesy of FanDuel. Coach Matt Doherty, longtime Tar Heel, former head coach, national champ as a player. He's with us uh, in studio each and every week, and we appreciate him hanging out. With the FanDuel text line popping, and somebody said, hey, none of the dads that are, are at Tigers level, and y'all are just naming sons who are better than their dads, which is actually a fair point, Coach. We did. We were talking about Tiger Woods, Charlie right. Woods turning 15, you know, starting to play professionally at some point. And, and it's, it's a near impossible task to ask the son of a – I mean, superstar feels inadequate when you yeah. talk about Tiger Woods, well, right? You, you know, you think of it. I mean, they're a superstar. They're a unicorn. So you think that their son or daughter will be better? Uh, it, chances are no. Um, but, you know, are they in the same league? Let's put it that way. You know, uh, who who is a superstar player that had a son that um, outdid them? And we mentioned, someone mentioned Steph Curry. That obviously is the case. Uh, there's. But I don't even think Dell would call himself a superstar. I mean, Dell was, you know, one of the great six men in NBA yeah. history, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, did he make an all-star team? Uh, but you mentioned Griffey, Ken Griffey. I remember watching his dad with the Yankees. So, yeah, it's it's rare. It's rare. Well, what, first of all, it's rare to play in the NBA or Major League Baseball or Major League, you know, the NHL or uh, the NFL. It's just hard. And then to have a child that does it better than you is all really ridiculous. And I think Griffey Sr. might actually be the best example that I can think of. He was a three-time All-Star and two-time yep. World Series champion. I mean, Ken Griffey Sr. could play now. He I mean, could he was, play, yeah. He was a really good baseball player. Yes, sir. So, and, and then you look at it, people are, TC said, Bronny, Bronny James just needs to give it up. I I don't feel bad for him. He's got a charmed life in every sense of the, the phrase, right, yeah. otherwise. But in terms of living in your pop's shadow, I mean, you got the same name. You got the same profession. Good luck, kid. It, it is so tough, and I think my dad was a very good athlete. He minor league baseball player, and and I always wondered why he didn't name me Walter. And I think a, a couple things. One, I don't think he liked the name, but I don't think that you just want to put sometimes put that on your your son. And when you're that, you know, then when you go LeBron James, um, there's no way to hide if your name is LeBron James Junior. Junior. And and there is, I can't only imagine the pressure on that kid, you know, the expectations and people build you up to tear you down. And and that's the ugly side of media and fan fan bases. I like that. Peyton and Eli, I mean, Archie was good. That's a fun conversation, man. We could do this all day, but I, I don't want to waste too much time with this. Vlad Jr., I like where that's going for sure. That's not bad, man. Clay Thompson coming in. I don't yeah. think I don't think Pops qualifies necessarily, but whoa, Pops was good. Now Pops was really number good. one I, pick in the draft. I take that back. You're right. That that's pretty close. You're right. I mean, now. he had the puka beans around his neck. No, seriously, <laughs> he did. look he did. back. He did. Look yeah. back. The dude could play. Michael Thompson, the dad was had the puka beans beads um, shells. That's what it was. Puka shells. Puka shells. Yeah. Yeah, because he's from like Jamaica or the Bahamas or one of those islands. And then all those years later, a bunch of you know. White boys with frosted tips like me were wearing them at Myrtle Beach. <laughs> did you go frosted? <laughs> did you go frosted tips? Of course you did. No, I didn't as a no, teenager. No, I really oh, didn't. Oh, not as a teenager. No, I, I, I convinced my dad to let me do it when I was like 11 once, and he was like, "Son, that looks ridiculous." I never did yeah. it again. It was bad. I should, chubby little kid with frosted tips. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't good, man. Love it. Anyway. Well, let's talk sports. Well, let's. I think we have been. Um, yeah. But let's talk about Lefty Drizel for a second. Yeah, because, wow. Um, Lefty wow. Drizel passed away a couple of days yes. ago. And, I mean, so many basketball fans nationally know what he did at Maryland. Yeah. And, you know, basketball historians, if you know the game, you know what he did at Davidson. Yeah. But oh, if, if you're not from this region, you might not fully appreciate what Lefty did at Davidson. Well, Lefty at Davidson put them in the top ten. I mean, they were on Sports Illustrated. They were one of the best programs in the country and he had uh, Charlie Scott he recruited Charlie Scott had Charlie Scott committed and then Charlie uh, ended up committing to North Carolina and then I think it was the uh, Elite Eight game maybe to go to the Final Four in Cole Fieldhouse in Maryland ironically where Charlie Scott hit a game winner to beat Davidson I think to go to the Final Four I might have that off a game or two, but uh, then Lefty ended up going to Maryland, and it took forever for Davidson basketball to recover until Bob McKillop came in 1989 and got it back on track. But uh, Lefty, the left-hander man, um, I miss guys like Lefty Drizel and and Billy Tubbs, the personalities, and and one of my best stories with Lefty. <laughs> 
Giselle. We're playing. We're playing in Chapel Hill, 1982. We're probably up four or six points with you know a couple minutes to go, three or four minutes. I don't know. We're holding the ball, and they want to foul James Worthy, who is our worst foul shooter of the starters, but still a reasonable foul shooter, like high 60s. And so James is at gets fouled, and he's at the foul line, and I go to the top of the key because Coach Smith always wants someone at the top of the key for tip-outs on missed foul shots. All of a sudden, I hear this voice, Hey, James! Hey, James! <laughs> and I look over, and Lefty is yelling at James Worthy, giving the choke sign. He's got two hands wrapped around his neck. And I look over, like, in disbelief at Lefty, like, what the heck? And he just shouldn't be doing that. And, and Lefty just looks at me and winks. Oh, that's so just good. Just winks. Gamesmanship. James makes the foul shots, and we walk off the court. And I remember going back. And this was about four or five years ago. I was scouting for the Pacers, and I'm at a game at Maryland, and Lefty's on the, on the court side seats. And I went up to him, and, and we talked about that story and had a great laugh. That's amazing. He was such a great personality. That's the thing. Great coach, yes. Yeah. There have been several of those, but not many had the personality to go with it. No, no. He's, you know, and, and here's the deal. A lot of people said, oh, he's a dumb coach. And I used to laugh. He went to Duke. Like, he played at Duke. And so people say, oh, he's a, he's, he's a dumb coach. And I'm like, well, he went to Duke. So, like, you know. could uh, be that dumb. Right. And so, uh, it, you know, and then just, I mean, he had talent, man. You're talking about Albert King, Buck Williams, uh, you know, Adrian Branch. I played against those guys. They had a talented crew. And then there was the Maryland rule because they, they won the league, the ACC, with John Lucas, Tom McMillan, Len Elmore. And then they lost, I think, in like overtime or double overtime to NC State. I think it was in 74, maybe. And so they didn't get to go to the NCAA tournament. And that's when the NCAA started to expand the tournament where you didn't have to just win the ACC tournament to go to the NCAA. Imagine the pressure in those games. Oh, yeah. Woo. That's a great point. Oh, it's a great point. Now, hey, I know you're on a tight schedule here before we let you go. Um, congratulations to your heels, uh, you know, for a program like that to go into a place like Blacksburg and win a basketball game is a big deal. All right. So you did that on Saturday. Well, I didn't even, I didn't even watch that game. <laughs> oh, come did on. they play? They played. Yeah, you beat us. All right. Um, then you get the whole week off after that. You, you got to love Carolina's ACC scheduling. Well, I'll tell you what. That. No, no. Here's the deal. Like, that, that's not good. I don't like the week off. Coach Smith didn't like the week off because you lose your rhythm. Okay, you lose your rhythm. You probably give the guys two days off, and it's just sluggish. I, I don't like it at all. Matter of fact, when I was uh, uh, my first year, I think we had the the week off. We got to play Clemson at Clemson. We lost. We lost five out of the last ten games after going, winning 18 in a row. I don't like the week off. I really don't. It's concerning to me. I hope they find their rhythm. They have not played great, you know, since that – Duke game, they at one point I think won uh, only three of five um, or two of five in, uh, with Miami and Duke and so they've got to play better but um, there's a there's a, there's a mar narrow margin of victory. Look at UConn, number one team in the country. Unanimous. They get announced unanimous number one like in a long time and they go into Creighton and Omaha and get smacked. It, it, it's just there's no Super great teams. There are some good teams. And I think UConn's a little bit better than the good teams. And then there's a lot of good teams. And it's all going to come down to staying healthy and playing well. Love it. Um, I, you know, I, I can take, you know what, honestly, Saturday hurt. I, I really hope my guys could get that win. They needed it. 
but to beat Virginia by 34 on Saturday. I forgot all about Carolina. It was okay. You yeah. see that? You saw that game? I did not. I did not see yeah. that game. I'm, you know, I was doing chores. I'm, I'm a homebody. I got my pickup truck, my F-150. I'm loading it up, going to the dump. You know, just doing. I'm, I'm, I'm doing. Were stuff. you on Deer Watch this morning in the, in the backyard? Because I was. I had eight come through the backyard. Eight. eight. I, got a, I got a family living in my side yard. Yeah. Uh, every time I see him, I think about you. I'm like, I wonder if Darty's looking at deers right now. Yeah, too. my my. I don't know why I keep make, pluralizing that. Word I know, again. I know, I know, I know, I know. What's a pack of deer? A herd. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, you know, like, but twice I put S on the end of deer. Yeah, I know. Well, you went to Virginia Tech. You get out of my studio. I'll see you next week. <laughs> I'll see you next week. Coach Matt Darty hanging out. Hour number two next. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.